dads. Hello, welcome to Dad Talks. You get to listen to two dads talk. I'm your lead dad tonight, Jared Schmansky, and with me, as always, is my co-dad in crime, Joe Lopez. Joe, how you doing, bud? Good. How are you, lead dad? I like that. Um, you know, some days you lead, some days I lead. That's just how things go here. Mm-hmm. Joe, what are you drinking tonight? I have here Founder Solid Gold Premium Lager. Ooh, you know, it's a pretty good beer. We went to we went to Bushes before we, we recorded. And all I have in my fridge are, are those fall seltzers. And I was like, I'm Gross. not drinking one of no, those. No, absolutely not. <laughs> absolutely not. So I bought a six-pack of these. And we've talked before, just like when uh, breweries, craft breweries make just a basic lager, mm-hmm. like sometimes that's all you need. That's good. And that was all that's I wanted. Good. Yeah. What do you got? Well, I have Bush Light. <laughs> because I uh, we're recording on a Wednesday, which is a little odd for us, and I play softball yeah. on Wednesdays. And our buddy DeRosia left two bush lights in my cooler, and they don't deserve a spot in my fridge, so I'm gonna have to drink them tonight. No. Uh, get rid of them, yeah, to get rid of them. So that's uh, that's what I'm drinking. And honestly, I'm I remember last week we talked about like I don't I haven't been feeling good since in like drinking recently. Yeah. Like I'm starting to feel sick. Um. It doesn't happen when I drink like light beer. It's because it's water. You're well, just that's, rehydrating and right that's now. Honestly, I'm just I'm just recovering from softball. That's all this is. <laughs> uh, I have all those Mr. Blue Sky in my fridge that I need to drink, but like drinking Ugh. a Mr. Blue Sky doesn't make me feel good. Drinking a Bush Light makes me feel great, and I'm like, this is a weird thing. <laughs> this is a weird thing. I don't like where my body's leading me right now. It's replenishing your electrolytes right now. I should put, I should put a liquid IV in it. Just just there you bring go. it all home. There you go. That's great. How was softball? Did you do good? Uh, I did okay. I I hit twice. Did I bat a third time? I might have gone one for two. I don't even remember if I batted a third oh, time. Oh man. Uh, I did. I popped out on the one chance I had to get a guy home from third. I popped out to left field, so that was a little okay. tough. Um, but it's a uh, it's okay. This is so I think I don't know if I told you this last season, but um, or last week, but this season we just started last week. So this our this was game two tonight. Um, We had on Thursday nights or whatever. We got third place last season. Like our team was it's not great, but we're good enough that like we're fine. Right. Yeah. We got third place in the league. We felt pretty good. The only person we lost to in the playoffs was the champion. Like we felt pretty good about it, but we had to move to Wednesdays for somebody. Um, but we thought to ourselves, oh, it's all, so it's all open registration. There's no like, like higher league, lower league, but, but we played on Wednesday and last week there was a team in full jerseys and baseball pants playing against us and like hitting home runs, every other guy. And like the team that played after us full Jersey and baseball pants. And like, we were like, oh my God, what did we sign up for? Is this is this the next step up? Like, did we not realize this when we, when we did it? Uh, but it has evened out. So today we played somebody who was pretty, pretty much just our, um, like our skill level. So that was pretty good. Okay. Good. <laughs> nice. I'm glad you listened to that. Thank you. Yeah. Yeah. I don't know how long I was paused for, but uh, well. I'm going to say, Hey, good job. Thank you, Joe. 
That's what I need to hear from you. Sometimes I think maybe I should just record my sections of these by myself and then have you come in later and say, <laughs> good job. Good job. Good no matter job. what you talked about. Yeah. Full transparency. We haven't had this issue in quite some time. No, we've been really good about tech issues. It has not come up in a long time. So Yeah, but my internet has dropped twice in the middle of recording this so far. Or once once before and once just now. Yeah. So, Hopefully we get through good. it. Yeah, I'm sure the story you said was great. I can't not wait to go back and listen to it. Yeah, you'll get to, you'll just get the, good thing I'm recording this because you'll get to listen to it again. <laughs> Perfect. Well, it's a good thing that it's my week to talk. You know, I know it. Yeah, good thing. It'll yeah. be fine. We'll be fine. We'll be fine. Um, I was going to ask you one more thing yeah. about softball before we rolled into it, and I don't remember what it was now so i guess it doesn't even matter okay i see how it is um oh uh what position do you play when you're not batting i play shortstop is it because you're short of course you asked that joe it's not no (laughs) it's because i uh have pretty good lateral movement ah and i can uh i can throw down to first base and also nobody else wanted to play it yeah hey great great position to be in I played outfield two seasons ago, um, but the thing about outfield is you can get away with, like, having, like, DeRozan's not very fast, and, and DeRozan plays outfield. Does that, does that put together yeah. what, I'm, what I'm trying to say here? <laughs> Poor DeRozan. Yeah, Does whatever. he even listen to our podcast anymore? He listens to the, two, to the Wednesday ones for sure. I don't know if he listens to the Friday ones, so. I'll tell him I'm talking trash about him on Fridays. Um, Good. So I, uh, yeah, I'm, I'm, I'm fairly quick. I wouldn't say I'm fast, but I'm quick, right? So I can get side to side pretty quickly. Um, Yeah. And that's, that's really what you need to play, uh, to play shortstop. So nice. Get a lot of balls hit at me. A lot of balls. Just a lot of balls, Joe. A lot of balls. Just all over the place. All right, Joe. Let's get into this. I'm I'm excited for your topic. I, you, warned me yesterday when we recorded that uh, you're just gonna rant at me. Yeah, yeah. This is gonna be kind of the first, our first like sit down. Like, all right, pull up a chair, look at me in the eyes. Let me tell you from my experience situation. That's a good thing I brought Bush Light then. It is. I wish I would have had. I wish I had a glass of whiskey. Okay. Right. Fire on in the background. I know it. Yeah, so this is, I, this is, I think, the first one of these, like, hey, let's just have a talk. Okay. So that's what these are designed talk. for. They're yeah. dad talks where you get to listen to dad's talk, Joe. Just Exactly. So here we are. We're about to get into it. Let me okay. take a big swig of this. Good. So today we're going to chat a little bit about multi-level marketing, pyramid schemes, or businesses that can make you money today do you want to know how you can identify a pyramid scheme very quickly how's that if their website has a section on why they're not a pyramid scheme (laughs) that's a pyramid scheme i should have looked at the website um so the reason why we're talking about it is i was listening to a podcast and they actually brought up mlms multi-level marketing businesses Mm mm-hmm and it got me really flustered and gave me some PTSD. Uh, back in college, I was part of a program, and I don't think I can say their name uh, because they're still around. Um, 
but I was part of a painting program. I wish I wish part- we would just say their name, but I understand why we're being careful. Yeah, as part of a painting program targeted towards college age people. Um and the way it came about was the year after my freshman year in college, I was home for the summer and just looking for a job, you know. I I had a I think I had a kind of I knew I was going to go back in August back to Western. Mm-hmm. Um so I just kind of needed something to do Excuse me. Boy, lagers coming back up. I don't know it. Watch yourself here. Uh, <laughs> uh, just something I needed to do over the summer. So a buddy that I went to high school with was like, hey, you know, one of my fraternity brothers is running a painting business and he's just looking for people to paint houses and paint decks. Are you interested? I was like, yeah, why not? Like, that's fine. He's like, it's up in Canton, which was about 45 minutes away from where I live. Mm-hmm um he's like and what we'll do is we'll pick you up at 5 a.m we'll go to our job site we'll paint a house and then we'll come home i'm like all right fine cool sure whatever so i did that for probably two to three months painting houses were you getting paid for this yeah 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 so so i was getting paid the the um guy who was running it was actually very good at you know being a boss he sat me down and went through an interview, but he also was a college-aged person. Right. Right? Because, again, this is who these things are targeted towards. You know, people um, who are easy to trick. Exactly. And boy, am I. Oh, yeah. Uh, so I went and I, and I did actual painting. I was just a painter. That was my title, and that's all I did. I painted and I stained decks. And it was it was good. I mean, it gave me a lot of skills. Like, I, I think... Part of it is why I enjoy painting because it was literally like it's a mundane task to me and I can sure. pop in earbuds and go. Um, so I did that for a few months and I went back to college. Um, and then the following summer rolled around. We were living in the fraternity house mm-hmm. at the time. This is where I come into the story. Yeah. You, you were around then. Mm-hmm. Uh, but that fall before before i uh so it would have been the fall of my sophomore year there's like pamphlets around western's campus and like on indeed and uh find a job whatever the hell those websites sure. are called like hey we're looking for franchise owners of this painting business and you know we're looking for young upstart professionals that can get the job done and can sell their business <laughs> and make a lot of cash yeah plenty of and, cash yeah and i was like oh I could use some cash. Uh, so I uh, I went in, and the interviews were in uh, not the Bernhard Center, but the building across the like across the way from the Bernhard Center. Like, there's oh, I can't God. even think of what it even is called. Yeah, I don't even. Um, it's on Western's campus, but anyway, if you're looking right at the Bernhard Center from the front side, there's a little building. Yes, to the right. To the right. I know exactly. Yeah, I don't yeah. know the name of it, but. Um. It was in there, and I've never been in this building. And I met the guy who would be like the district or regional manager of the area. And we talked, and he explained the whole situation. You know, hey, you get into this, what you put, you, you get out of it, what you put into it. You know, you put in a lot of work, a lot of time. If you work you're hard, gonna you're going to make the money, Joe. That's all it takes yeah. is just hard work. It's not hard, it's just hard work. Exactly. So I don't know if this company really falls into the multi-level marketing side of things or a pyramid side because you're not really selling things to other people to go sell. Right? Sure. 
I, I mean, from a technicality, you're probably right, but right. But it's it's one of those situations. It's still where, a scam. Yeah. Um. So I I sat down with him and I talked to him and he was very charming and very nice. Sure. Um. Told me all about it and I said, well, you know, I did I painted for your company already once actually, and it was. I learned a lot from it. He's sure. like, okay, cool. So we talked and he's like, all right, um, you know, I'll give you a call back. So he calls me back and he says. Do you think I they think, ever not call people back? I don't know. I think that maybe they, there's probably, there's probably is because they could make more money off of somebody who is good at their job. Right. That's like, a good point. They're yeah. making like 30% off of every job site. Like, Damn. It's not that much. It's oh my like god! Still, um, yeah. So I mean, they're making money off of every job. Um, so if somebody's bad at it, they're not going to make any money. Fair. Um, did they assign you a territory? Like, hey, these are the people you're going did. to talk to. Yeah. Yeah. So what they do is, he called me back and he said, "All right, I think let's move forward with this. Um, but here's some things that you need to know up front. You're going to get X amount of equipment up front, and that's just going to be your overhead." And you're going to have to pay that back to the company. Once you pay that overhead back, then you'll start actually making profit. But with the, that profit, you have to set up a bank account. You have to set up a payroll account to pay your painters. And you have to make sure, well, he basically was like, when you set up your payroll account, um, you're going to put it through the company's kind of financial portal and, and they'll be able to take what they need from there. And they'll situation. pay the painter? sort of yeah the payroll comes through there you just enter into the payroll they'll pay the painter they'll take what they need and the rest you know goes into your bank account okay so um they set up with so he said that's something you need to know um you'll need to buy ladders like that's something you'll need to get we don't provide ladders what you'll need to buy that's that that should have stopped you in your tracks right there a house painting company is not going to offer you a ladder that should have been like the immediate right. red flag that you shouldn't do this. Right. But here was the other situation. You didn't need a ladder. Like you could have chose to do only one story houses that don't need a ladder. Right. Or you could go rent a ladder if you needed. You don't you didn't need to buy them. Um, he's like, the other thing you should look at is potentially getting a power washer because you got to clean the house before you paint them. And I was like, okay, fine. Uh, I said, yeah, you know what? This sounds good. Right. You're going to make a lot of cash. Going to make a, you're going to make that money, Joe gonna be rolling in it um he says i also need your parents phone number because i need to discuss this with them weird and i was like yeah and i think it kind of covers their ass a little bit saying you know hey i'm not a bad guy like i'm calling you to let you know what's going on right like yeah i want you you know like i want you to know what's going on in your kid's life and this is what's happening and I'm just giving you the situation and I want to make sure that you're comfortable with it. Is that how the conversation went with your mom? As he was like, you know, I'm just laying out there letting you know what's happening. Yeah. And, um, I love my mom to death. My mom is the most amazing woman in the world. I love her so much. Um, her and I are a lot alike where we're just kind of like, yeah, yeah, this sounds great. <laughs> you know, you guys are, you guys are shiny and easy to trick Joe. Exactly. Exactly. Um, so we were like, okay. So he said, all right, you're going to be a franchisee and you're going to take the Portage territory. You have Portage and uh, this zip code, basically. Not Kalamazoo, though. It was Portage and 
kind of like Hastings. Yeah. Uh, like north of or south of Kalamazoo. Yep. Um, Three rivers. Yeah. And uh, I was like, okay. And he said, uh, basically, you're going to want to start cold calling in the spring. So that way you can have jobs lined up for summer. Um, so around February, March, I kind of started just every weekend going to Portage and knocking on doors, knocking on doors. Um, some people bit, some people didn't. Unfortunately, Portage is a little bit more rich than Kalamazoo. So like they don't want a college kid painting their houses. Um, there was some people that did, but it was like winter and we're knocking on houses and lining up jobs, some jobs, but not a lot of jobs. Um, and it took me a long time before I finally got like the first deposit check. You know, somebody saying, yep, I want you to paint my house. Here's a deposit check. And I remember being like, yeah, all right, I'm on my way. Like, we're there. Um, Can I ask you a question up front? Yeah. Before we get into this. Did you know how many houses you would have to paint to pay back the money? Um, I'm trying to think of how much it was. I think it was maybe $5,000 of overhead for like... It gave th- so that gave you like all your first starter equipments: paint brushes, rollers, rolling brushes, drop cloths, signs, shirts, like you know, a bunch of stuff. Sure, marketing materials. Um, I think it was five thousand dollars to to pay it back. You know, the overhead piece of it. it might have even been a little bit more than that because I'll tell you up front, I did not make what I needed to. That's what that was my question. Um, like going in, did you know like, hey, at least to break even on this, I have to paint X amount of houses. Right. So there was an idea, right, of like I needed to get, let's say, I don't know, 15, 20 houses, whatever, to be comfortable and have enough to like do payroll and have mm-hmm. cash in my pocket and this and that. So. Damn, that's a lot. Of, calling, that's a lot of houses. 15 to 20 houses. A yeah. lot of houses. And Ben, our fraternity brother and my best man and best friend, one of my best friends, he said, I'll go in on this with you. I'll be one of your painters. And it's probably the thing that I love most about Ben was the blind trust this man had to help me out. Um, so summer comes around, we have a couple jobs lined up and we're painting. And I actually had another painter too. Mm-hmm. I had two painters and me. It was Calmink, right? It was not. Eventually it was Calmink, but it wasn't at first. It was um, a woman who had painted before. Oh. And I hired her and I said, all right, let's do this thing. And it got to the point where the jobs that I was getting were like small jobs, like do a deck or do one side of a house. Um, and it wasn't enough to even pay. Like I couldn't pay them. Oh God. And I called the girl up one day and I said, listen, I have to fire you because I literally cannot pay you. Yeah. I'm not, I don't have any money to pay you. Um, so I would get money in from the jobs and it would be enough to literally cover their paychecks. And that was it. Like it didn't cover my gas. It didn't cover mm-hmm. any other, you know, uh, barely enough to cover paint. Um, so time went on and these jobs just aren't coming in and middle, middle of summer really when summer hit and the, I was kind of getting started. I was already done with it. Like I was checked out. I was like, I don't want to do this anymore. Damn. Um, cause I knew I wasn't getting the houses I needed. I knew that I was already in the hole mm-hmm. and I knew that like, it wasn't going to be a good outcome. Um, so I kind of was 
would meet with my boss who is that charming regional man and he's like you got to step up your game like you need to do this or you owe us money and he kind of was a shithead about it yeah i mean he had already hired you he had no need to be nice right. to you anymore right you, exactly. you were in the whole five grand exactly so he's like you know you need to do this and you need to do that get rid of all your painters paint everything by yourself then you don't have any money to waste um and eventually it got to the point where i was doing a few jobs that were bigger and i did need somebody else and calming had moved into the house with us mm-hmm. and he said i'll help you out and i was like calming i literally cannot pay you like i don't have money to pay you that like, doesn't matter calming calming grew up on a farm he right and that was kind of his perspective. And again, Kelmy, bless his soul, is just a sweet man. Mm-hmm. And he did probably a month and a half's work for me for an Xbox. I had an old Xbox 360. College and, was such a simpler time. Right. And that's how I paid him. I paid him with, a, with an Xbox 360. And jobs still weren't really coming. Um, I did a couple jobs. So my cousin was also involved in this company. Oh. But he was based. I mean, of in, course, you have family literally right? everywhere, all over the place. So uh, he he went to Michigan State, and his territory was Tecumseh and a couple other areas, like around south of Lansing. Mm. And he's like, my cousin was like, "Listen, if you need money, I'll come paint one of my houses, and I'll give you money." You know, kind of thing. Yeah. And I was like, "All right." So I eventually got a few houses around here to work on, um, and it still wasn't great. And then there was a house in Portage that really kind of effed me over and throughout this whole time as i've said before i have no money right i'm losing money i can't pay my phone bill um can barely put gas in my truck Mm. and i don't know if you remember but my truck was dying yes it was was literally not moving yeah and about halfway through my truck was dead and kayla's dad lent me his truck so that i could finish working um and it was not good and it got to the point where i really hated my life and i hated Mm -hmm. myself and i was just completely upset every day and i was working hard it was the best shape i was ever in i'm carrying five gallon buckets around and you know climbing on ladders but you guys were there's something else i should say you were gone every day like it's not like you were sitting around the house because i i we lived together at the same time and Mm -hmm. it's not like you were sitting around the house doing nothing like you guys were gone all day every day yeah to make no money to make no money literally no money just wasting money and there was a house that was really nice it was the biggest house i ever booked the man was amazing he was super rich super nice the house was wood so it needed to be stained um and it all needed to be stained and it was like oh this is it this is Mm -hmm. the job and he said i just got my roof redone and the shingles on the roof are very like custom shingles that were like ten thousand dollars to oh do god and the pitch on his house was pretty steep and he's mm-hmm. like i need to know can you do this without messing up my roof and i was like you know it's a pretty steep pitch but i think we can do it there's not much up there that we need to hit kind of all down below it right um, which I don't know why you would do your shingles before doing the house. I don't, I don't, I don't even know if you have the choice to like pick those two things, right? Like, I don't know if he was like thinking about it, but needed the roof done. I don't know. Uh, I don't know. So I go and I clean this house off with a power washer 
and Ben and I are working on it for maybe a day, day and a half. No, it was like probably the first freaking day, mm. maybe the second day. The guy leaves for work, he's, and he says, you know, hey, if anything happens, give me a call. Drives out in his Ferrari. Like, the man was filthy rich. He yeah. led us in his house and, like, showed us around. Because I was like, your house is freaking awesome. He's like, come inside. Take a look. Um, of course he did. Right. And I'm up on the roof, and I have um, oil-based stain. Not, like, latex-based. Like, oil-based stain. And I'm on a 30-foot ladder, and the ladder falls. And the bucket is on the ladder. The bucket flies off of the ladder all over this guy's roof. No. All on his driveway. Just falls. And I'm yelling for Ben, who's on the other side of the house. He can't hear me. And paint or stain is just dripping all over this thing. And I'm panicking, and I'm like, I'm dead. Like, I'm, I'm yeah, gone. What... This is it. Like, this is it. And I, uh, finally Ben comes around and he picks up the ladder and I get down and I don't even have like words. Uh, yeah. What do you, yeah. And like acetone or whatever it is. I can't even remember what it is to clean oil based paint. It's not paint then or you need something else. Mm-hmm. Um, and I don't have it. So I have to run and get it. And I'm calling this guy and I'm like, I messed up. And he's like, all right, just stop. Just don't do anything else. Just clean up and leave. And I was like, got it. Yep. Like, I'm gone. Whatever. So I call my boss. And I'm like, this is what happened. He's like, you owe a thousand dollar deductible on your insurance, and uh, you need to get some quotes to fix that guy's roof, and we'll go from there. So I did. I got the roof fixed. Um, I called the guy back after it was done, and this happened when we were going to Supreme Chapter. Oh, that's right. I remember this now. Yeah, yeah. Because I was literally poor. Like yeah. I had no money. You bought a windshield wiper for my mom's car, like because it was raining. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, whatever. Um, I was stocking shelves in a warehouse. I was right. I wasn't at risk. So I, I paid a thousand dollars, and I didn't even have a thousand dollars. I think my mom probably let me. I was gonna say, and we got his roof fixed. I called the guy back, and he's like, "You know, I apologize again." He's like, "You did what you needed to do. Like you were a man about it. You Mm -hmm. got the roof fixed. You did everything." Yeah. Yeah. So eventually, the summer winds down. I'm done. I'm checked out. Yeah, you like, can't. I can't keep doing. Don't it. have money. Poor. Literally can't pay anything. Barely pay rent. And my boss calls me and he's like, "We need to talk about what you owe us." And I'm like, "What are you talking about?" He's like, "You still owe us. I don't even know how much it was at that point. Three thousand dollars, two thousand dollars, whatever it was. You still owe us money." I'm like, "I have no money. Zero dollars." Like, I have literally nothing. He's like, well, if you want, you can sell some of your stuff back to us, but it's not going to be a lot. I'm like, whatever, man. Like, whatever. you fucked me over on this. I... Yeah. And it got to the point where he's like, I'll take you to court. He's like, I'm going to get my money from you. And I was like, dude, I literally have nothing. You can do it, but you're getting yeah. absolutely nothing out of me. Like, Yeah, what's the court going to make you do? Like, sell your right. shoes and give them $5? Like, I was like... I literally have nothing. You didn't even have a car at this point. Your truck had died. Yeah. Literally yeah. died. And I was like, whatever. I was like, I'm done. So we met up one more time and I gave him whatever leftover signs I had. And at that point, I'd actually moved out of the fraternity house and we went ham and I think burnt all of my signs. I remember. 
<laughs> or something like that. Yeah. And I sold my ladder to the fraternity. I sold the power washer to Kayla's dad. And I sold another ladder to Kayla's dad. And then I sold another ladder. I had three ladders, like a step ladder, a 30 foot, mm-hmm. a 20 foot and a 30 foot, uh, I think. And I sold another ladder to to another painter. But I was like, this is all I got. Like, it's like $300. Like, sorry. That's it. Yeah. And all of this story is basically to say, do the research when it comes to these amazing deals. I thought that I knew the company because I worked for them before. Mm-mm. And really think about And some people might do it and love it. Some people might be really good at it. Yeah. And, you know, selling products and doing things like that. And, you know, getting other people to sell their products. You know, one day you could have an office. Like, people might be good at it. And if you're good at it, great. But here's my general advice um, about anything. If you're going to put money into it, know exactly how long it's going to take you to get your money back out of it. Mm-hmm. That's plain and simple what it is. I just saw that. <laughs> That's weird. I had like a fruit fly land on my, my camera and it like blocked yeah. my camera. That's interesting. Anyway, uh, no, my advice always is if you're going to put money in, know exactly how long it's going to take to get your money back out. And yeah. it's in that in any other like katie was even in this little like where she could sell essential oils and if people bought essential oils from her she got rewards and things like that and people make tens of thousands of dollars selling essential oils and i'm like that's nuts to me but how much do you have to spend and when do you get that money back yeah like katie spent i don't know a hundred bucks maybe on on an intro kit I was like, when yeah. when do you make that hundred dollars back? Now for us, like it was like, hey, if she never we never see this hundred dollars again, like right. Katie bought what she it was a whole big kit that she still uses today. And it, this was like four years ago. Like it wasn't it wasn't a, a stretch for us, but yeah. It's always, always, always to me, when are you gonna get that money back? Right. And if the answer is I don't know, then you shouldn't be doing it. Mm-hmm. And you know, <clears throat> It's easy to be a gullible college kid, sure. 19 years old, right? And that's exactly who I was. I was their target audience. You're a like, cute, shiny penny. That was just really easy to trick. Exactly. And, and now I learned some skills from it. Sure. I learned really, really well how to talk to people, like, and to read body language. Um, I, I learned that from cold calling, because that's what I did for, like, four months, was just go door-to-door, saying, hey... Let me see your house. Like, you know. Yeah, let me paint your house. Exactly. So I, I did learn, you know, pretty decent communication skills and the ability to kind of strike up a conversation with anybody. Mm-hmm. Um, but this moment, 19-year-old Joe, is literally the lowest point of my life. And it's something yeah. that really is the only thing that I, like, look back on and have, like, almost panic attacks thinking about because of the position I was in, how I got myself there, and just the sheer thought of being like, you idiot. Like, all the signs were there. You should have listened to them. Sure. But, you know, the thought of making money is enticing, and it was, and I I went for it. And so, yeah, all of that just to say, really keep an eye out for those you-can-make-money-too situations, you know? I think this was a really good talk. I like it because... I am very wary 
anytime anybody has any like, hey, it's free money. No, it's not. No, right. it's not. There is something. And I've done, <clears throat> I went out and did actual sales uh, for a long time. Yeah. And I made good money doing it, but I hated it. And I learned a lot about myself. Um, and I think that's something you need to know because I've also cold called. Um, there was a summer. This is a very brief story. There was a summer where DeRosia and I were living in a fraternity house and we didn't have internships because we got passed on that summer. Um, and an insurance agency called us and I was like, hey, we need people to be marketing representatives. And we're like, yeah, that looks great on a resume. Let's be a marketing representative. That looks awesome. Right. It was $10 an hour, 20 hours a week. So you could only, you couldn't work full time. It was only 20 hours a week. Right. Um, and all it was, was cold calling. Going yeah. into businesses and asking them if they want to fill out a survey about their insurance. And it wow. was awful. Yeah. But luckily for me, I didn't have to pay any money. I just like slacked off and wrote right. fake times in and I squandered like a few hundred dollars from that company. Uh, you can't, you can't <laughs> sue me anymore because of the statute of limitations. I, I squandered some, some money cause they had to self-report our own hours and I gave up just like you did. Like when you checked out, yeah, I gave up after, I don't know, six weeks. I was like, I'm not a cold, I can't cold call and make money off this. Right. This is ridiculous. You had an extra $10 per survey that you got filled out. And, oh, yeah. uh, I would fake fill out two surveys a week. Cause that's what they expected of us. And I would fake, I would oh, fake nice. fill them out. <laughs> nice. There you go. Uh, College yeah, jobs, so. man. Don't get sucked into a, a, a multi-level marketing scheme. Yeah, and the company I worked for doesn't paint houses anymore, but they are still around, uh, and they do windows. They clean windows. Oh, they pivoted. You know why? They yeah. probably end up losing so much money off these damn college kids that have no money. They had to have, like... Also, it's an absolute scam, and the reason he called your mom is to see if, like, there was somebody else that could fork over the money if needed. Yeah, totally. Totally. And like I said, they got us. But here we are. Like I said, it, it was the, it's the biggest regret and lowest point of my life. I learned from it. I learned experience from it. I All learned life do. lessons from it that I'm now passing on to you folks. But part of me always says, like, what could I have done, you know, that whole year? Like, where could I have been and what could I have done? And you could have worked at Bigby with Kayla and I. That was it, right? The whole so the whole goal with that was to get an engagement ring. That was the end game. Get an engagement ring for Kayla. You ended up with a negative engagement ring. How does that feel? Right? Yeah. Boy, it made me feel like shit. <laughs> I get that. I get that. Yeah. So here we go. That was it. Thank well, you all for listening. Thanks everyone for taking the time. Be smart out there. <laughs> Be smart with your Be jobs. Smart out there. Uh yeah. And always learn whatever you can from it. So uh, if you're not following us yeah. on our, our social medias, go give us a follow. We're at Big Dad Energy Pod on Twitter and Instagram. And you can find us on Facebook at Big Dad Energy. Uh, thanks for playing to Ant for having us on their network. We really appreciate it. Um, they uh, they have a bunch of really great, great podcasts out there. And especially spooky ones. And it's coming around. Mm-hmm. Halloween's right around the corner. And I see oh, Joe's yeah. smile just cracking because there's there's a few good spooky ones on the network. So go go give them a listen. It's It's that time of year. It so. it really is, and the next few weeks are going to be a little weird, um, because next week we have our combined episode where That's we're right. going to be doing a fun event. Yes, we are. Uh, it's, I'm very excited for it. And then all of October, I'm taking over, and you got to deal with it. And you're going to listen to spooky stories, and it's going to be amazing. 
We're just going to do it. It's going to be great. Yeah. So we got some good stuff ahead of you. Love it. I love it. Love it. All right. Well, thank you again. And hey, don't go spending all that knowledge in one place. This has been a production of Planet Amp Podcast, powered by Pinecast.